0: strikes, the pitch, swing it along, drag. deep left field, going, going, let's he drives one, deep left field, that goes up it. back near the wall, it's out of here, <laughs> Bartolo has done it, the impossible has happened, Travis Ishikawa, hits one in the right, the Giants win Hey, what's poppin', guys? Welcome back to the Dallas Rays podcast, episode six of season four. I'm here with the very first guest for or his first episode with us so far, Ezra Janello.
1: What's up, guys? How you doing? Happy to be here. I haven't met the boys in person yet. I'm looking forward to it. And all they know about me is I'm a stupid Yankees <laughs> fan. I think, I think my first episode will change some minds. It's definitely a little biased with our group. We got a brand new team of a bunch of analysts.
0: Um, My brother stepped down. He's going to be editing for us. And basically everyone else is getting pushed into this all at once. But it's going to happen. we got a lot of Mets fans. Like he kind of said, he's one of two Yankees fans. One of them is my brother. So he won't have as much hearsay. But he knows a lot of knowledge about baseball. I trust him with the back of my hand. And it's going to be an awesome season or awesome offseason.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of have the excuse. I, I go to school in New England. A <laughs> so my freshman year, the Red Sox won the World Series, which I don't want to talk about the Red Sox just yet. But um, my excuse used to be that I worked in the organization. And I guess that excuse is kind of gone now. Yeah. But um, uh, Yeah, actually, so I, I, I got a quick funny story before we hop into the, the playoff talk. Quick funny story. Um, obviously, everybody knows Tommy, the bat boy, the thunder. Um, of course. And the, the relationships that he makes with the players. So they posted their end of season thank you fans video on social media. Mm-hmm. I'm in it. I know you're in it too. Yeah, Sp- dude, with the hot dog um, thing, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so so Tommy sends it to me on Facebook. Friends on Facebook. Love the guy. Um, and so I click on it, and it's in a group chat. And I'm like, I'm interested to see who who else is in this group chat. Yeah. <laughs> Trey Ambergy yeah oh okay triple yeah. a AAA ball player for the yanks wow all not right be, be in the mlb anywhere else yeah got um, some pull do i do i send him a friend request i think you do, uh, do I, I
0: think you do yeah you're, you're in the same group chat i mean what's the worst that happens that's true that's true
1: yeah <laughs> it's, it's not it's friend know. request
0: You're not asking for a job should be good yeah.
1: I get an email. I get an email from the GM of the Thunder saying, "Don't do that again." Like, that's the worst that happens. No, <laughs> stop. <laughs> but no, I, I saw that and I was like, "That is hilarious." I said to my brother, "I said, now I'm in I'm in group chats with AAA baseball players. I love it."
0: Dude, that's sick.
1: I was <laughs> oh, yeah. always hooking the fellas up.
0: Yes, he is the so best wingman wearing, there is.
1: I'm wearing his jersey right now. You're wearing well. it
0: right now. You can't see because we're not doing video yet you are gonna have to trust the fact. You look it up on trendthunder.com, The Bat Boy jersey. Yes. Sir. I'm the Bat Boy. Yes,
1: well, oh, <laughs> don't say that. We uh, we got You're allowed we, to it,
0: it's not like crazy explicit, but it's it's like, it's a middle ground. Every yeah. once in a while you can slip up, but you know it's not like oh F F F F F.
1: You're yeah, good. You're yeah. good. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, I've
1: got that. I've got that with, with one of my pods. Um and I, I let it go, it's depending on who the guest is, if I know them. Let's I mean it's yeah. it's always, but. No, we got some baseball to talk about, and I'm <laughs> fired up. I, I feel like I took my C4 before this just because <laughs> there's been so much going on. I listened to the, to the oh. other episode before we got on, and I, I just got to laugh. I, I was laughing so hard when you guys all said that the Rays are going to sweep the Red Sox.
0: Yeah, and now it's 2-1, not in their favor. And that game's happening right now. people, think, what, third inning?
1: Yeah, it is. Something like that.
0: Yeah, end of the second. So 0-0. Zero, zero.
1: But it's, it's, I'm telling you, playoff baseball. And I think it is insane. said it um, last week. Playoff baseball is such a different sport. It's so different. And that's why I've got, I'm the only one that has the Chicago White Sox go into the World Series. You're right.
0: You, you are the only one. See, last year I thought that was going to happen, and I got shut down. So I was like, you know, I'm not going to pick him this year. I figured I wouldn't because it got smacked by the athletics. It's a different team. And I just figured, I was like, right, I'm not going to mess up twice. But I think yeah. you might
1: got it. You, you might get it. This, this ALDS is crazy. This is going to be the hardest series for any team that's going. Giants and Dodgers in the NLDS, the, if the Dodgers are going to win the World Series, this is the hardest series they're going to have. Even with the Giants, if they, if they go and win, if you beat the Dodgers, the, like the, the, the LA Dodgers are the best team in baseball. If you beat the Dodgers, yeah. you've got a very like, huge chance of going and, and winning the championship, the World Series. The Red Sox, you, you go and you beat Tampa. That's on, and then, the, and then you've got the White Sox. You go into Houston. I know they're down 2 1 right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But if you go into Houston and you, you beat in game five the Astros.
0: Yeah, like, that, that's big. The I NL volumes.
1: The NL and the ALDS is so electric and only five games. That's what makes yeah. it so crazy. Is obviously the wild card is one game, but. Mm-hmm five games and you move on to the uh the ALCS or the NLCS. It's it's an insane environment.
0: I think it kind of sucks the Giants and Dodgers have to play in the NLDS, not the NLCS. Because like I mean I'm a Mets fan so maybe it's a little biased. I just don't think the Braves have a place if they win the series in the NLCS at a chance of the World Series.
1: I don't think any other team except for the Giants and the Dodgers deserve to be in the World Series. Like yeah. that's like Like, they both did something unbelievable. The Giants are just what they did with what they have. And I guess every year you can say the same thing about the Rays and their payroll. It's the same. 79 (laughs) mil. Yeah. (laughs) Like, wow. But I will tell you, I I was watching a little bit of regular season baseball of of Atlanta, and the atmosphere that they get going down there is top-notch. And with the bracelets that light up, this is a regular season game I'm talking about. It was – against the Yankees uh mm-hmm. bottom of the ninth inning bases loaded right just unreal atmosphere and they, they shut all the lights off they had the bracelets going. they so they know how to throw a party down there yeah and so I think if they can get past Milwaukee I don't think they go much farther than that I, I think no matter who it is whether it's San Francisco or LA they're going to the the World Series but it it's I, I love postseason baseball so much. I love baseball, but postseason baseball is such a different story. I do think though they're they're gonna play whoever it is, they're gonna play the White Sox, and it's all because they're pitching.
0: Yeah, postseason baseball is awesome. A lot of things do affect it like injuries. So I looked up four key injuries the past two days. We talked about like maybe like five or ten the past week. Not gonna repeat those. Not as valid as a point, but Garrett Richards, relief pitcher day to day for Boston. Brian Goodwin, left fielder, 10 day IEL. He's not on the ALDS roster for the White Sox. If they advance, most likely they said he will be on that championship series roster. Jose Siri, still day-to-day, the center fielder for Houston, did not start game one. Not sure if he's back yet, but the postpone will help him. Hopefully, I think he's on the roster, but he's on a day-to-day. And as well as Alex Dickerson, a big Giants outfielder. Um, He did not start game one as well this past Saturday.
1: And, I mean series tied one, one in the NLDS series. Yeah. And you mentioned how, how great both these two teams are and every person that you have, like you you're there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And if you're not playing, that's a, that's a big hole. So they're, they're really hoping cause that that could be the difference between these two teams on who goes to the NLCS. And you mentioned the relief pitcher for the Red Sox. They're, they're going into Tampa, Tampa, one of the best teams in the regular yeah. season They're one of the best teams in the postseason. They they went to the World Series last year. And pitching is so important in in the postseason. It really is the make or break. If you have a good rotation and a good uh, bullpen, you're going to move farther than you would if someone just had a good lineup. And with Boston, you know, the pitching struggles are there. Yeah. Every arm that you're missing is a possible three runs on the board. And the sooner you can get that that arm back, the sooner you can say, all right, let's move on to the ALCS.
0: I mean, you kind of said postseason is all about pitching. It's bullpen. Who has the best top three starters in their rotation? Because no one else plays besides that. They get become a long relief pitcher. And then you have all these guys in the bullpen. Hopefully they could do something. So Boston isn't one of those teams. But somehow, some way, they're up 2-1 against this inexpensive amazing team from 2021, the Rays.
1: Well, let me tell you, the fact that they're up to one and, and the game's going on right now, I don't have it on in front of me, but the, the game's going on right now and, mm-hmm. and the walk-off home run or walk-off whatever. Yes, Alex Vasquez. Vazquez. Oh, that one as well.
0: Both of them, yeah. They both got one. But,
1: <laughs> but let me tell you, that does so much. And you were an athlete. I'm an, I'm an athlete or mm-hmm. was an athlete. Got to deflate my tires a little bit there. Nah, no, no, no. You're an
0: athlete. We're always <laughs> running around.
1: But yeah, but you know you know how big it is to get a win like that and in the postseason to take the lead. In Fenway, that that is a difference maker in a series. And we mentioned how how big these five game series are in in the divisional series. That is there's not enough time if you're Tampa, even Houston, if you still have that two one lead to mess around with giving the momentum shift with the white socks putting on what was it? A three run inning. Yeah. It's uh, just unbelievable. <laughs> you, you, you get a shot of adrenaline when your team wins a game like that. And we saw it in the, in both ALDS series this past week. I mean, how about
0: the Hunter Renfro play? The, the ground rule double from the last game where the ball gets hit, goes off the wall, gets bounces, hits the player, hits Renfro bounces over that short little fence and then everyone's going crazy. The umpire actually explained it afterwards. I think I have his quote right. Oh, no, I have it for the next one for the White Sox. But regardless, he basically explained he's like, in the rule book, it's like it touched the outfielder. He didn't have intent to put it over. So it has to be a ground rule double. A lot of people don't understand that. But I don't know. I guess an umpire myself is not that hard to not understand. But it just, if it hit the player, he's not explicitly picking it up and throwing it. Like, like uh, I think Trevor Bauer, uh, one of the guys did when he was in Cleveland, but. Like, you know, it's, it should be pretty cut and clear.
1: Yeah. Well, Trevor Bauer was being taken out of a game <laughs> and decided, you know, yeah. this, I hate my manager. I hate where I am. Probably didn't yeah. hate where he was, but he hates being taken out. He's a competitor. Yeah. And the fact that he might not come back playing baseball is kind of crazy. But um, yeah, it's, and there's so many little bounces and playoffs and, You know, during the regular season, especially with a 162 game season, one bounce might not change the outlook of your season. Mm -hmm. Might change the outlook of your season, but it might not with that many games. In the playoffs, no matter what, every bounce is going to change the outlook of a season. So, a ground rule double that wouldn't have been a ground rule double that that changes your series and that changes whether you're going to the ALCS, whether you go to the World Series, whether you're going golfing in two weeks. Well, maybe not the Red Sox. Yeah. (laughs) go and go and watch the bees at, at TD doesn't matter what it is. That bounce changes so much. I mean, yeah, the Rays lost that game six, four, that two run home run
0: could have made a very big difference. I mean, they could have been a tie game. They could have been even more like extra. Games. It's, it was insane. But another play of uh, Chicago White Sox, Houston, he has Monty Grandal unintentionally running into the ball, but intentionally at the same time. Uh, so for those who don't know, basically, uh, Luis Roberts on third base. He's running home. Gardal hits a weak ground at first base. Gurriel's running. He kind of purposely doesn't move his shoulder, but instead of running along the base path, he's running on the grass. Now, uh, the first baseman feels it, picks it up nice and clean, throws it, goes off the shoulder of Grandall, and Luis Roberts scores. So everyone's going crazy. The fans are losing it. Again, on Twitter, everyone's losing it. But the umpire does come out at the end, and basically what his same idea was, kind of like with the Red Sox game, he didn't show full intent. He also, there is no baseline that's mandated if there's a throw going home for the man from going that just hit the ball to first base. But if he was by himself and he's going to first base and all of a sudden he's not taking a banana and he's running on the grass, that's when there's a problem.
1: I wanna, I wanna switch sports for a second. I was watching the go Sunday night football game. Uh, <laughs> Bills, Chiefs, go Bills. My, my first son might be <laughs> named Joshua Allen Um <laughs> But they were talking about these holding penalties on defense and, and then pass interference penalties on offense and these picks that the wide receivers were setting. And they, they said it was, it was Al, I think, who said, you know, acting goes a long way. If you just run a route, if you, if you set your pick and then run a route and make it look like that's what your intention was and you didn't intentionally do it, you're not going to get called for the foul. And it's exactly what we saw there. Is yeah. you know he he acted a little bit. Do I think he did it a hundred percent? Oh yes, <laughs> yes. But he's better in baseball, exactly. And that is so. I love it so much. I I love any edge that you can gain, legally or not legally. Maybe not banging on trash cans, but you know. Yep. <laughs> that sense, go ahead, especially in the postseason. Yeah, I love it. And I'm not just saying that because I have them going to the World Series. <laughs>
0: No, I mean, it's, it's pretty cool when you have someone that's playing the system like that. They're able to get a little cheat code in there. And it's not ruining the whole game, but for someone that's been around that long where they know they could kind of push the boundaries a little bit and not get in trouble.
1: Yeah, I just I, – I don't even know what to say about cheating anymore <laughs> and what's okay and what's not okay. But that that I don't, I don't even consider that cheating. No, that's, I, I can't. That's,
0: that's just experience.
1: Yeah, that's knowing – what to do in that situation. And that I think is what the giants have going for them is how much experience they have up and down their lineup and in their pitching rotation and just knowing how to get there. I mean, Buster Posey, it, like one, two world series with the giants. Yeah. And that's just one guy. And just that veteran experience, whether it's Grandall knowing, you know, Hey, let's not move our body out of the way, score ourselves a run. Or just having people who know how to get to the World Series and what it takes to win experience and just good fundamental baseball is so key when you get to these short series and in, in, the, in the postseason.
0: mean, yeah, You're right. When you look at a team like the Giants, it's not like all these star studded players that it used to be. I mean, granted, yeah, Brandon Bell was a great player, Brandon Crawford he used to have Pavel Sandoval, and I think he's still with the Braves somewhere in that lineup. Uh, But now you're relying on, like, a guy like Mike Eschrimpsey, who's awesome, great player. But he had a little bit of a down year in 2021. Uh, Mad Bum's been gone for a while. Like you said, Buster Posey's kind of their veteran catcher, and he's still raking. Him and Salvador Perez came back from 2015, 2013, and they're proving that age does not matter when you're a catcher up until a certain point, of course. But the Giants are this team that they gel all these players that would not do anything together in any other environment. But for some reason, when they step on Oracle Park, they explode. They become this crazy playoff team.
1: It's because when you have something to lose, it's there's two times that a team is dangerous when you have everything to lose. And when you have nothing to lose, you're right. that's why at the end of the season, when you're playing uh, a ruiner position and you like are the Orioles and you have no reason to win a baseball game other mm-hmm. than to ruin your other, the other team's day, that's dangerous. When you're the San Francisco giants, And you know that this is going to be your last chance in your career to win a world series. That's dangerous. That's why you go out and buy Chris Bryant or not buy, but but trade for Chris Bryant. That's why you do things like that. And they are a dangerous team. I'm not saying that the Dodgers Mm -hmm. who are always going to be like they're, they're perennial um, world series contenders don't have anything to lose, but just the, the risk for the giants is that much more because Buster Posey's not going to get another chance and and Crawford's not going to get another chance. Mm -hmm. You put yourself in this position and in their locker room, they're saying before every game, this could be the last game I play. This could be the last series that I play in, in my career, let alone the postseason." So when you, when you have that much on the line, you hit that next gear, especially professional athletes that know how to get to that next gear, former MVPs of the league, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. They're going to get that gear.
0: It's pretty cool to see a team like that come from almost nothing and build themselves up where Chris Bryant's 29. I think he's the youngest guy on this team at this point. And you got all these old guys gelling together and making this, this playoff run, especially against the Dodgers. Like I said, it kind of sucks. another championship series, I really wish they both could have been pushed further, but when you have such a competitive division, the NOS is going to be lined up with that bracket. Someone's going to get knocked out early.
1: And it's so interesting to look at how different those two teams are. You've got the Giants, old veterans, you know, they got that experience and then you've got, you know, the Dodgers. Will Smith isn't that old. He's not that young, but he's, mm. he's turned into, I'd see a top 10 catcher in the MLB quietly. That's fair. Top yeah. 10 catcher. Underrated MLB. for sure. Max Muncy, maybe Albert Pujols talk about experience. Yeah. Going to the wow. Dodgers. He's, he's kind of turned it on for them. And he yeah. got, he came there for nothing. Trey Turner, a uh a, a trade deadline pickup for the Dodgers, Mookie Betts. We saw him in Boston when they won the, the World Series. He just he's a winner wherever he goes, and he just changes the outlook of a of a of a team. And no no. They didn't need a change of outlook, the Dodgers. But going and getting a guy like Mookie Betts, he's a difference maker. Well, uh, you guys mentioned Justin Turner last week, but again, mm-hmm. trade Turner, and then um, Scherzer, not Scherzer. Yeah, Scherzer, mm-hmm. Scherzer coming over. Just that trade. I, I go back to that trade. Just how do you do that? How do you? And you guys <laughs> said last week that the Rays always seem to win trades. Don't yeah. trade with the Rays if you're if you're losing and you need somebody. Uh huh. But then you you look at that and they just they were automatically the winners of the trade deadline and, and showing right now the fact that they're tied one one with the Giants. Who I, I realize the Dodgers on paper are the best team in baseball, but the Giants mm-hmm. finished as the best team in baseball in the regular season.
0: If you're making like a video game roster from like 2015 or 2018, you want the Dodgers. But if you're real life baseball, I'm picking the Giants over the Dodgers in most of these games. Just because of momentum.
1: Moment, yeah, momentum's a big thing. And we mm-hmm. mentioned it with the with the walk-offs, uh uh in, in Boston and and just that last late game heroics for the Sox, for the White Sox at least, not, not the yeah. Red Sox, but and and yeah, it's just – it's so interesting. I love to see it and kind of what Houston has done this year after coming back their first full year since the barrel gate – or not barrel yeah. gate, but trash can cheating mm-hmm. in 2017. Just – it's I, – I love baseball so much. I think I've said that eight times already. This is <laughs> what it is.
0: Ain't <laughs> nothing wrong with loving baseball. Man. But other than that, I mean, so I just saw now Braves ended up being the Brewers 3-0. Giants' daughters don't start at least in our time zone until nine thirty-seven. We're still bottom three. Rays, White, uh, and Red Sox, nothing. Man off first, one out, and then of course Astros, White Sox has postponed. I mean, I don't know what happens here. So Braves are up two-one. Do they take the series? Does it? But like we said, doesn't even matter because they're going to play the Dodgers and Giants. Does it matter who goes up? Like the Brewers would be a much better choice because they're pitching. Am I opinion.
1: I think it does matter. The saying's any given Sunday, right? Any team can beat anybody. Sure. You see the Boston Red Sox at the beginning of the year, they were supposed to be a rebuild team. And right now they're in the ALDS leading the number one seed in the AL. So yeah, it, it does matter, but it doesn't matter. I think the Braves, they do win that series and they move on, the Brewers just haven't looked all that great. I mean, obviously they're in the playoffs, so they look good, but I don't think they looked better than the Braves who the Braves weren't even in the conversation when you go back to the All-Star break. It yeah. was the Mets, and then all of a sudden the Braves came out of nowhere and shut both those dreams down. But it, I think you got the Braves coming out of that series. I, I can't tell you who comes out between the Giants and the Dodgers, and that's, that's one of the series that we spoke about when we looked at our picks. Yeah. And I had the Dodgers coming out, but that's because I was forced to pick someone. <laughs> I, I'm not making a pick right now. I can't tell you who comes out of it. The, the Red Sox come out of the ALDS against the, the Rays. I think that what the Rays do and how they don't spend money but still win is unbelievable. But just what the, what the Red Sox have going in that momentum, they win that series. And I, st- I picked them in the beginning of the playoffs. I'm going to stick with them. The White Sox, I know they're down 2-1. They're on the brink of elimination. But it's all about momentum and big energy, guys. Tim Anderson. Yes, I love energy. I think Willie Thomas awesome. last year with the Rays, I know he's not on the roster mm-hmm. anymore, but the energy that he brought, you looked at the Yankees this year and just the energy that came into their their uh, dugout during the year after big home runs, that's a big thing. And I think Tim Anderson provides that for the White Sox. And when you're down 2-1, you need those big energy guys. And that's exactly what's going to lift them the, and the pitching. They have one of the best pitching crews in the MLB. Yeah. The best. So, yeah, I think the White Sox, they bring it back. They force game five and and move on to the CS.
0: I mean, going back to the Braves and Brewers really quick, I think it was interesting how the Braves really rebuilt after they found out Acuna was gone for the season. Like Eddie Rosario, Jock Peterson, Adam Duvall, they bring them back from Miami. Like all these brand new guys running in and out of that outfield. And they're not doing that bad. Like it's not amazing, but it's good enough to cover for what this big loss is for them.
1: Yeah, I mean, baseball is a team sport, and it's all on the GMs to build that winning roster and the managers to manage that winning roster. But at the end of the day, it, it turns into a team sport where you have to learn how to win as a team, and that's exactly what they did is they built a, just a fundamentally strong baseball team. So you, you lose that star player, that difference maker in your lineup. And you guys were talking about Billy Bean last week. Yes. Uh, and, and, you know, maybe going to the Mets. And I, I, I look back at my all time favorite movie Moneyball, And they talk about how do you replace that guy on your roster when you get him and he's lost, you aren't going to see him for the rest of the year. How do you replace him? Well, you don't replace him. You have to replace his production. And I think that's what they did is they found a way to replace, you know, what he was on the field. You're not going to replace him off the field and yeah. being a leader and being that, mm-hmm. but. They replaced what he did on the field in, in some way, shape, or form. I think they sat down with some guys and said, listen, this is a big hole. We got to fill it as a team. We're not going to ask one person to fill it, but we're going to fill it. We want to we win. We want to win now. We believe in you. Let's go out there and do it. And that's exactly what they're doing. And, and it's just, it's looked so good for them in the second half in the postseason.
0: I think he's just going to stink because I know they have five outfielders on their postseason roster right now. One of them, at least one has to get the boot. And I, I think it's going to be Terrence Gore. He hasn't played as much. More of kind of like a fast offensive outfielder. But I, I don't know. I don't think he makes the cut next season when Acuna comes back. If he's all healthy and ready to go.
1: Yeah, I I wish I knew their roster as best, as good as I should. Um, and I wish I could find it right now. It won't show up for me. But it it's a good problem to have. Yes. Because, you know, you, you want to say, you know, we know what we're going to do when Acuna comes back, but you also want to be like, yeah, well, we have good organizational depth. And I I don't know who who gets the boot, but it's going to be a pretty, I mean, now I'm on the roster and yeah, Ronald Acuna, he's he's out 60 days. Jock Peterson doesn't get it. Adam Duvall doesn't get it. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a really good question. It's a hard question yeah. to answer, but it's a good question to have. And Christian
0: Apache, he still has to be involved in this next season. I believe he's injured as well, or he, he's not playing in this roster of NLDS.
1: Yeah, they don't have him on their, on their active roster right now. So it's,
0: They have a lot of outfielders, but the thing is Terrence Gore, I don't think he's at the point of his career where he's a, a spring training invite with a minor league deal. I think he still has like a bench bat or a bench player ability to be on any national league team.
1: Yeah. And it all goes to the question of unanimous or, or universal is the term DH. Yes. Does the national league bring in the DH and what opportunities does that one create for some guys who wouldn't normally be in the majors and to take away from guys who would be on the bench to be a pinch hitter or play sometimes uh, for pitchers, right? So, it, it does he find himself on a National League team roster next year if there's the universal DH?
0: I don't think he hits enough for that to happen. If there's a universal DH, I think he does get that minor league deal, and he's in AAA with a National League or American League team. Because, unfortunately, his bat doesn't speak as well as his offense. Well, his defensive skills and base running skills, that's what I meant to say, not offense, because obviously he's bat um but yeah i don't know i don't think he'd make the cut if they have that if
1: you, if you see a universal dh kind of like 2020 do you mm-hmm. move someone else into that position and because and, defense is huge i think defense is yeah. such an underrated skill in baseball especially with younger viewers when you mm-hmm. see teams like the yankees who all they do is they want to hit home runs they don't really worry about defense as much as they should but which is kind of weird to say when you have like DJ LeMayhu, gold glove award winner. And yeah, and, but <laughs> yeah, it it's an interesting thing to question and playing in triple a baseball, especially when you're on the edge of the majors, that doesn't mean that you're not going to get opportunities. He's the first guy that gets a call when someone goes down, whether it's a Cunha or someone else, that's your guy to call it. Kind of like a Greg Allen for the Yankees or
0: mm-hmm. um
1: Lori, I was gonna bring it. I was gonna bring it to uh to Toronto, and and our boy, but you you get you get the idea.
0: <laughs> nah, I mean minor league baseball is awesome, and we're not being biased about it. It's pretty cool to see all the different players go through different levels, especially AAA. Like you said, the brink right there. It's a nice com- It's one of the only teams in baseball we're gonna have the twenty-one year old prospect that's about a through through the roof, but then you have a thirty-five year old relief pitcher who's been there, he's done that. He probably has two or three World Series rings and he has postseason experience and he's just there to help teach people.
1: And, and that you, the fact that you said there to teach people is exactly why they're still there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're 35 years old, you've won a World Series, you don't have to come back. Who, yeah. who was the guy on the, um, on the mess that won a World Series? He was a starting pitcher. He was only there for a little bit. He got called up, but he won a World Series with the Phillies.
0: It's not Vargas. Is that what you're thinking about?
1: No, 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 no. Um, starting pitcher, won a World Series with the with the Phillies. I think he got TJ and came back, was a minor league pitcher for the Mets, and then he ended up going to the show. But he was down there, and I've, I've got to assume, like, you're in the, the, the clubhouse every week talking to these young pitchers who are on the brink, talking to guys like Kevin Smith. You know, he might not be, you know, the same position as you, but just – talking about what it's like in the majors and getting him prepared to going up and, and playing there is, is so important. And if that's how you stay playing the game, that's how you stay playing the game. So I, I, I love it. Being a AAA baseball player might just be the best thing. It's also about reps. You yes. have this guy who, who, you know, he's not going to get the at-bats that he needs. The bat skill isn't there. Like the defense, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. send him down to the minors. He's going to be in the lineup every night. He's going to get those at-bats then you can call him up when you need him, and he's already warm, he's ready to go. It's better than sitting on the bench and getting an at-bat mm-hmm. one every four games, one every three games.
0: I mean, you don't want to be dry or not warm at all, like super stiff in their major leagues. Like, it's awesome. It, it's not. It's it's hard enough to get there, but it's a lot easier to get there than it is to stay there. And a lot of players get moved up and down, up and down, they run out of options, and then they get wavered, designated for assignment, they get put on another team, they through the same process, it's, it's a big fight to stay in the major league, especially as a bullpen pitcher. Cause like how many big bullpen contracts do we actually even see or multi-year contract It's all one year, two year, possibly three, like Liam Hendricks, he's, he's got the butt end of it. He was able to lock it down, but most of the relievers, it's a one year deal.
1: And there's, there's definitely a distant a difference between the majors and the minors, mm-hmm. but everybody that's playing professional baseball is a good baseball player. Yes, and so if you can, if you can just see at bats or, or you know, be on the mound for the majority of the year, it, the the transition isn't going to be as bad as it is if you're sitting on the bench in the majors, because at least you're warm and you're doing something, and then yeah. you maybe get a, a, a BP session or or a sim game, uh, if you're a pitcher before you get to throw a real game or, or see a real at bat in the majors, just to get up to that next level.
0: You could even argue that you might shine better in a smaller pool in AAA if you're that much better than if you would an MLB when you're going against guys like Bryce Harper or Zach Wheeler from the Phillies. And it's like, all right, well, all right. That's a little bit, that's a lot, or even Aaron judge, but when you can kind of take it down a level the pressure, like we talked about, it might really, I
1: I mean, I love it on the media side when you have a guy who, you know, he should be in the MLB water Franco this year, he should have been the MLB opening day but you put him in the minors and you you make him the number one prospect in baseball and you let him absolutely rake against these not as good pitchers mm-hmm. so that by the time that he gets called up to Tampa, the fans are coming to the games to see him because yeah. there's all this hype. Now, if he doesn't perform, which Wander did perform, but if he doesn't mm-hmm. perform, then you got a different problem. But it, it's selling tickets it's selling jerseys it's creating mm-hmm. hype around your team and something that Tampa definitely needs. Although have you seen the videos of the uh, game day experience during the playoffs for Tampa? Not yet. No. Oh, it looks, it looks kind of cool. They get the, the lights going off the roof. Oh, uh, they, that's they, pretty yeah, sick. They, they pack it. They don't pack the drop, but yeah, they, they get a lot more fans than they usually get, but they, they need something that's going to push fans to come to their games. Cause their attendance numbers are, are terrible. And yeah. baseball attendance tennis numbers in general are terrible. So any way that you can create that that buzz around a player, especially like Wander Franco, like we saw with Tampa, that's huge.
0: I mean, we kind of talked uh, – not we, but in my class we talked about this, a com uh, identity and culture class uh, my college. And it's all about identity. Identity sells. Nicknames sell. Like when Noah Syndergaard still sells jerseys and t-shirts, as a thorn in when he hasn't pitched in like two years besides one game this season – like, that's his identity. He, he's making money for the Mets just by having a Marvel nickname. Like, players, like, like that's what makes money, and that's what sells a brand.
1: And, and every professional sports team, they sit down in their conference room, mm-hmm. whether you're with us in the leadership room or wherever you are, they're sitting down, you know, what can we do to push our player? Every team has a branding officer, and they're saying, what yep. players can we push? They're looking at stats, they're looking at trends, they're saying who who deserves it, who's in our minor league system that, you know, is gonna be big in the future and how can we push them? I remember when Vlad Jr. was coming up in the minors, Vladdy is is gross. He's sick, and everybody knew he was gonna be sick. So what do they do? They posted videos of him when he was in with the Fisher Cats taking BP off of a T and hitting home runs opposite field, which is an unbelievable thing to do. No, yeah. no one can do that. And mm-hmm. he was doing it with ease off a tee, go in opposite field. And you push that because then fans are getting excited to see them come. And you push the, the, I know the Bronx bombers and the baby bombers for the Yankees, Mm -hmm. but you had these young guys coming into Toronto and we saw what they did this year. They were, they were good this year. They're going to be good, very good in the future, but Mm -hmm. you you push them before they get to the majors and it sells you tickets. And it, it maybe increases the interest in your minor league games. I realize minor league baseball is everywhere in the country but yes. well, when you can be at the top of minor leagues and and selling jerseys and creating interest, it just bleeds into the majors.
0: Because that's an interesting thing. Because like with minor league baseball, unless you're someone like Tim Tebow, where he has their own name, you legally can't sell a name on a jersey. So like you're allowed to like you can do giveaways all the time for free. But when it comes to someone like let's say Jared Kelenic from the Mariners when he's playing with the Rainiers, he they couldn't sell his jersey. Like they get not even the number, like the number of maybe. The, 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 when the team was formed, but not until you get to that major league level. But it, it all has to do with the nickname, the guy's face, you make a caricature, you put that on a shirt. It's all famous people. It's what you have to do.
1: Yeah. And you mentioned those giveaways. I mean, I, I could go on for hours talking promotions <laughs> and giveaways. You know that, but yep. it's huge. You see that Rafi just hit a, hit a home run. Red Sox are winning.
0: I did not see that. Yeah. Hi, uh, here he we found. go. Here we go. Red saw series <laughs>
1: might be ending tonight
0: man just like uh, that the razor out 5
1: <laughs> I would hate the Red Sox moving on although I, I keep telling everybody I came into college mm-hmm. four years ago with the Red Sox winning the World Series maybe not four but like freshman yeah, season Yeah, yeah. It'd, it'd be fitting if I left college with the Red Sox winning the World Series as much as I hate it but that I was listening to a podcast earlier today and they'd say like when your team gets knocked out you always root for someone else who you who you want to win or you want to lose the least Mm -hmm. and Tampa seems like that team it's definitely not Houston anyway right but it's either it's either LA San Francisco or the White Sox I don't want anybody out of that ALCS series Tampa or Boston to win the World Series but the fact that someone has to move on is upsetting yeah, like, can, we just, can we just get Houston and the White Sox to play in the ALCS or maybe just, like, give the White Sox just an automatic <laughs> bid to the World Series?
0: I'm here for it. I mean, if that could happen, if they could figure out a CBA deal and do it, like, now, then I'm, I'm here for it. That's another thing. I don't think the season's going to start on time with the new CBA. No. I, I don't think they're going to negotiate it. Because, like, in 2020, they, MLB had the chance to be the only sport on television because everyone's like, oh, yeah, baseball's not doing well. Uh, we're not gonna be able to watch it. Like this is terrible, and like we like football. Football so much better. Basketball so much more uh, better in the media. And then baseball had the one chance for everyone who hates baseball and all baseball fans to just watch this one sport on TV, and they couldn't get it done. Players Union was like, yeah, we don't care. It's fine. Like, we protect our players, and I'm I'm here for that. I just don't think they'll be able to get that new ten year deal done before or like even around winter meetings. Like I think it's gonna take a long time.
1: Major League Baseball will be dead if they don't start on time. That is a fact. Yeah. Because and, – and you look at lockouts, and it's a big reason why fans leave is because of lockouts, and, and you know mm. you're not watching the sport. If you're not in front of the fan, you're not – you're doing something wrong. And if they don't start on time, they're they're dead. They're already going downhill. You need to figure yeah. out something to do. and not playing your games when you're supposed to be playing your games is killer you need to create the buzz and if you're not playing there's no buzz to create so yeah do they start on time i really don't know but i really want them to and, and if they don't then major league baseball is dead thanks rob manfred
0: <laughs> i mean everyone's gonna be blaming him after all the stuff that's happened he's only done a couple of good things right you can probably count on your hand this past couple of years we I mean, can go on and on. That's probably an off season episode for sure. Analyzing Rob Manfred's mistakes and a couple successes so far. I'm sure there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. And we're just a couple fans BSing about what goes on. But man, it has not been a good decade with Rob Manfred.
1: If if you're in the league offices right now, the only people who should be focusing on the postseason should be the media team. Yeah. And, and you know, pushing it. Because you don't want the CBA talks in the media, you want the postseason yeah. in the media. Everybody else should be focusing on the CBA. All the teams who aren't playing, yes, even 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 team owners. If your team is in the world is in the playoffs right now, who cares what you have to do? If your team, you're a team owner, you're not a GM. You don't got to yeah. worry about roster moves and finally finalizing mm-hmm. rosters. I think the team owner, and I realize the Mets don't have this kind of team owner, but the team owner. <laughs> that trusts his GM and manager to do their yeah. job is the best team owner. And those are the ones that find success. Mm. So focus on the CBA deal, focus on talking with the players association and get it done. Because if you don't, you're going to have a problem. And I think the best thing that could happen is they shock the world, the sports world and get it done by January.
0: That would be the best move. I mean, that's basically like, all right, we don't care. We're going to get it done. This, this is 2022. Now we're getting the season ready.
1: You you get done. You you let the buzz go from the World Series, and mm-hmm. just as it's dying down, boom! CBA deal finalized. We're ready. We're starting on time next year. Yep. Buzz comes back for baseball, and during the off you, you need that buzz. So yeah, it, maybe they'll listen to me. Maybe they'll listen. I'm <laughs> oh, Fred. If you're I'll listening, tune in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, start talking. Figure it out, because baseball is dead if you don't. <laughs>
0: You heard it here first from Ezra Janello. Uh, We're going to wrap up this episode. Make sure, uh, Rob Manfred, everyone that will be listening, to follow our Instagram at Delos underscore raise underscore podcast, and please get the CBA done before January, so we only get a two-months-off break before spring training. But uh, thank you so much for tuning in to Episode 6 of Season 4 of our podcast, our very own introduction for Ezra Janello joining the team as an analyst. Very happy to have him on, and I can't wait for next week. Thanks boss.
1: All right.
0: See y'all later.